0: Entertained? Are you not entertained? Is this not why you are here?
1: welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to our Around the League version of episode 29 of the Splashcast. I'm your
2: co-host, Reggie. I'm your co-host, Norwood, and I'm ready to pod. I'm ready to get into it, my friend.
1: So let's get into it. Let's get into it, ladies and gentlemen. So we decided, if you've listened to part one of the Splashcast, you know that we normally put our HBCU segment in the Atlanta in the City version, which is uh, our part one of episodes. Of the, of the podcast, we decided to move it to part two and make it the first uh, segment that we talk about when it comes to news around sports because we feel like HBCU news is national news. It's not just in the city news and we feel like we were doing it a disservice by putting it last in part one versus putting it first in part two. So we're going to go ahead and talk about our HBCU news. This is actually a Norwood idea. So this is kudos, salute to Norwood. Um do what I can. So when it comes to HBCUs, there has been a lot of news. There has been a lot of news. We've made headlines both positively and negatively. Um, we're going to talk about – I want to talk about the positive first. Let's talk about Jackson State. You know, we call this lovingly, jokingly, we call this the Deion Sanders segment because he is pretty much taking HBCU culture by storm, especially HBCU news when you're in the largest – Black College of Athletic Conference in the Southwestern Athletic Conference. Uh, he has Jackson State at five and one, tied for the SWAC lead in football uh, in the East, the SWAC East. And they recently had their homecoming, and they set an attendance record. They had over fifty-five thousand people. Fifty-five thousand people. For reference, that was more people than that was at the. Texas a Alabama game?
2: Bama Ole Miss.
1: Bama Ole Miss game. There were more
2: people at Jackson State home coming than Bama Ole Miss. I am mad. that, I, And I was invited to this. and I couldn't make it because they left on Thursday. But I am mad that I did not
1: find Ooh, a way to make it. You didn't go out there to the city yeah, yeah, I mean,
2: 53,000 people at the game. So you can only imagine what the tailgate looks like. I regret it. Shout out to my man Pac Man. I should have made that. I should have made that trip, but you know, you have to be a responsible adult. We have career things that we must do
1: too. Yeah, we're grown. We're in our thirties. We're not in our twenties and our teens. So, but oh. the thing about it is, and why this is such a big deal, the be- <laughs> why still this was such a big <laughs> still childish, why this was a big deal to me was because it's bringing notoriety. ESPN has has you know they've taken a step in the right direction. Uh, there's still a lot of steps to go forward when it comes to the coverage of HBCU sports. They are now putting most of your HBCU sports on ESPN+. Plus. While that's a great thing for those that don't subscribe to ESPN+, you don't get to see HBCU sports, but that's a business move. It makes everybody happy. I get it. I subscribe because I want to see the Southern University Jaguars. Hampton actually gets on TV way more than most HBCUs. So That's I, I want to see the
2: again. greatest historically black college and university in all the land. Oh, did I say that out loud? <laughs> you say it again,
1: but you know, so like today Southern plays Prairie view Prairie view was tied with Jackson state for number one in the SWAC West. That's a big game and it's on television. So like I said, ESPN has taken a step forward when it comes to covering the SWAC, but Dion going back to Jackson state's homecoming Dion has HBCU culture and sports in general buzzing, man. He has it buzzing. So shout out to Deion. I ain't really a fan of just because of Southern, but, you know, their band is good. Their football team is good. Shout out. I'm a fan of HBCU culture going forward. So shout and, out to them.
2: The man had Dolph in the locker room with the kids going crazy. Hey, He's had Eggman hey, hey, out hey. there. Jesse the Ability, and it's Jackson, Mississippi. Let's not forget about that. Let's not lose that in the whole, you know, in the whole conversation. Mm-hmm. This is not like how where it's like, oh, yeah, I just fly to D.C. You're getting people to go to Jackson, <laughs> Mississippi, fam. You ain't flying
1: to Jackson. Now, <laughs> I.
2: You know what? I, I know so little about Jackson, Mississippi. I assume that you could fly directly in. Um,
1: What's the name of the airport?
2: Don't. <laughs> hey, man, I'm trying to say, I'm being supportive right now. I'm doing what I can with what I got. But, yeah, hey, I got you to get these people who are national superstars each week. Yeah, Gilly out there acting crazy one weekend. Every weekend, we are getting people to Jackson, Mississippi to come out and support. That's beautiful, number one. That's excellent uh, usage of your platform, number two. Number three, this is what we at the Splash SplashCast champion as lovers of the HBCU culture. Thank you, lovers. congratulations. And continue to do this type of stuff, man.
1: And, 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 and to wrap this up, man, Dion is setting a precedent. We already seen uh, uh, Tennessee state go and get Eddie George and not just for the schools. He's not holding the schools accountable. He's also holding these athletes who are pro black, who are like, and I, I say pro black because, and I don't mean that they're not pro black, but he's making them put their money where their mouth is. And they're actually, and when I say money, I don't just mean monetary. I mean, time, effort, notoriety—he's making everybody do everything, and he's holding bar stool sports accountable. Tough, I like it. So that shout out to difficult. Dion. Shout out, shout out to Dion, man. And now we go to the other end of the spectrum. Howard. Howard. One thing I could say about this generation. And this generation encompasses, and when I say this generation, the kids that are in school now, because the kids that are in school now, let's let's face it, they were born in
0: 2003. So kids that. Everything out. They airing it all out.
1: And this isn't really sports related, but it's HBCU culture related. So Howard is actually. Uh, there's actually a protest within Howard right now, 1017 protest, because they're protesting the condition of the freshman dorms. They say that there's mold. They say that the water doesn't work. Uh, they're saying that they didn't have Internet, which a lot of people, y'all old folks, us old folks are saying, you know, oh, we didn't have Internet either. Well, it's different when all your classes are online because of a pandemic. So. It's a whole process, protest going on right now when it comes to Howard. And and it's starting. It's starting after a few weeks. Started to make national
2: news. Now for me, I have a little bit of a different opinion on this. Go ahead. I am. I am you got to old be- man it up. You got no, to raise your cane. No man, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna make this old man cast. Uh, for me, well, yes, I am. I'm sorry. <laughs> and I'm not. Okay. Uh, okay. It's the HBCU culture. It's going. To have its own issues and hiccups like everybody else. I'm not the largest proponent of airing your dirty laundry for everyone to see. Uh, I think yeah. that there are ways to do things and keep them in house. Uh, I, I think that the HBCU culture is like a family culture. Any family, if you look in depth, they're going to be its, its hiccups, it's going to be its warts, it's going to be its imperfections. But just because we have issues at home doesn't mean you get on television or you tell everybody and you do all of those things. I had, I got a rebuttal and, for that, but go ahead. And, oh, and this is this is what we do. Uh, so I I don't necessarily love the way that it was done. Please, Hampton. I've I've had this discussion with some of the younger kids who are in school who are just graduated. I am okay. Uh, I kind of joked in the group earlier this week. I've been an HBCU rabble rouser since I landed on campus but I think that there is a an effective and respectful way to do that that doesn't embarrass the university.
1: Go ahead, Reggie. Fair. Fair. That is fair. And and the only the reason I re- bring a rebuttal up is because how do you know? And we don't know cuz we're not in the Howard Alumni groups. We're not in the Howard Student Union groups. We don't know. How do you know though that they didn't bring this to to administration a long time ago? How do you know that they didn't bring this up? Now, it's fair to say that everybody's not a freshman. I mean, credit-wise, you may be a freshman for three, four years, but everybody's not a freshman every year. So every year there's a new crop of people who are gonna be outraged at the conditions. But even if there's a new crop of people that are outraged because of the conditions, those still same issues are being brought up. So if this is the first year that it's being brought up, then I agree with you. You don't do this... uh, in public for CNN to see, right? Because now that's, you, you gotta have the notoriety and the ability to see that when you talk about HBCUs, whether you like it or not, there's always gonna be a uh, tension between us as a family, but we're all viewed as one. Yeah, all HBCUs, 100%. all black people, everything is viewed as one person, yeah. one institution, one, oh, I knew they couldn't do it, or oh, look at them. It's never like just one person. We're the one that takes everybody separately but so if you're gonna do that you can't go for the jugular and go straight to cnn day one you gotta because you gotta understand the overall goal now if they did it and they have brought this up to administration for years it's a problem and the second thing you reference hampton now hampton doesn't do this in public hampton had a problem the freshmen, sophomores, and juniors had a problem with some of the conditions, some of the calves, some of the uh, freshman dorms and all of that stuff. You know where they brought that? They didn't bring it up to CN. They brought it up to the alumni group. Facebook is a huge tool. I don't know what their new name is going to be, but Facebook... Uh, the company formerly known as Facebook is going to be, <laughs> <laughs> is, 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 is a huge tool in the Hampton alumni network. If anything else that folks, and when I say folks that are, are, are alumni 10 plus years out of school, one thing they know how to do is use Facebook. You may not use it often, but you
2: know where to go check. They may so, not use it right, <laughs> but they are going to use it for sure.
1: So that, so the alumni were informed of everything by the freshmen. In yeah. the sophomore and the students and they went to the alumni group and that's how those issues yeah. were handled similar southern did the same thing Absolutely. so there's a correct way to do it and that's why I agree with you you don't yeah. do that on CNN nah, but at nah. the same time Howard and we I'm gonna take this opportunity to give you a little little HU banter y'all gotta do better y'all want to be the Mecca y'all want to be the, hist- the historically y'all want to be the HBCU y'all can't be the HBCU but they got no Wi-Fi
2: yeah and I that because Speaking to the younger Hamptonians, they did. They that they, they come from the cancel culture, public embarrassment mm-hmm. time period. Mm-hmm. You're not doing what I think is right. I'm gonna show the world. That doesn't work in this situation because you're right. As alum, we are individuals. Morgan, mm-hmm. Hampton, FamU, Alabama, AM. To the world, we are a collective. So and more than that, you devalue your own education. So, yep. you want to make sure that you respect your institution and by way of respect yourself. There has to be a way to do this. And you're right, going through the alumni associations is right. And not only that, that kind of will, that should give you a litmus test of am I wronged? And is this a worthy cause? If the Alumni Association, which loves their university, just like we love Hampton, if if, if it was something bad going to Hampton, we'd be the first people like, whoa, 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 what what are y'all doing down there? And we have been. So if the Alumni Association is not willing to fight for your cause, I think you need to reassess, is this a a hill worth dying on? If the Alumni Association is and finds it's a worthy cause, then you probably shouldn't have to go to CNN because those are the people who pay checks. And the people who spend money to get all the decisions made.
1: Hmm. That's a good point. Howard, we're looking at y'all alumni too. Like, hey, this is all for y'all. But boy, uh, and y'all I,
2: love to throw y'all <laughs> alumni out there. Oh, yeah. Hell yeah, You know, Jesus would have went to Howard if he was just born a little bit later. So <laughs> y'all got all these alumni in the world. Hey, y'all got the vice president. <laughs> and can't get a little situation taken care of.
1: Y'all got all that government money, but you know the shade's coming. Y'all, y'all knew the shade was coming.
2: But... Diddy and, and Kamala and 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 Anthony Anderson and his son. Diddy bopping, hey oh, everybody! Man, yeah, Come on, man. yeah, get that. <laughs> Rick Mahorn would never. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and that's that. Oh one. man, And that's we, that. All that. We, that's we that are that done
2: one. smoking that bison pack. Oh, no, we're not. that has been about a month
1: now. Really. Mm. So uh, it just keeps replenishing itself, obviously. But,
2: uh, Paul, uh, tell me about Paul Quinn basketball gym. Paul Quinn has the best basketball gym in, not an HBCU. This floor, this gym is fire. So uh, Paul
1: Quinn is a, a, is a HB, Paul Is it Paul Quinn College?
2: Let us take a moment to make sure that we do this correctly because we are the realest podcast in the world, but we are also – a responsible and yes it is Paul Quinn is a small HBCU in Dallas Texas I've actually gone to their homecoming uh, a couple years ago excellent experience but they have a wonderful basketball gym and I'm not going to say this is the best HBCU basketball gym this is just a fire ass basketball gym in general if you're a PWI if you are an international university if you're a high school no matter where you are, if you go into this gym, you need to respect it and treat it as such. It is fire. It's dope.
1: It is dope, man. And and uh, I'm I'm gonna put a picture up for you guys to see it when you watch the video. Our podcast is on YouTube. For those that don't know, our podcast is on YouTube now. We have video. We have audio. We are on all your DSPs. Shameless plug. Not even shameless. This is a plug. So everywhere. We're everywhere. But when you see it, you'll be able to see. It. It's actually a picture. I think of the Dallas Fort Worth skyline. On there and then it has Paul Quinn College, and it it it's it's totally dope. I don't know if I could play there personally because I'd be staring at the whole thing. I probably take a whole bunch of pictures on the court the whole time.
2: Exactly. Oh, you know, especially at this point <laughs> in my life. I'm heavy Instagram. I'm killing them. Well y'all hey, I'm on the man. floor. I'm taking and the photo shoots. Oh man, I got the Kobe Bryant joint like this. I got and they
1: got some five colors too. Yes. So yes. you have you can have all the shoes. Oh man, oh, man. I'd have listen. I'd be, and especially if I'm the coach with that fire, I'd be the Oregon of small black college basketball.
2: But this is my thing that I love. I'm begging from HBCUs is when you have something like this, show the world. Like this kind of came out on the humbug. I would assume that this floor and this, this gym has been here for at least some amount of time. This is something that you should be using to recruit. This is something that you should be showing the world, man. This is dope
1: yeah yeah, and that's why the Realist podcast splashcast is here to let y'all know about this uh flashes over here about this uh this floor so uh if y'all have a chance go look up the Paul Quinn basketball gym in Dallas Texas if you're in Dallas go stop by their support make sure you guys go to a game and take pictures of the floor take and acknowledge the fireness that they've put on the that they've uh developed. Uh, I think that brings us to the end, man. I don't think I have anything else. You got anything else for HBCU culture?
2: I don't think that we do. Uh, anybody heard from Cornell? Manor?
1: Oh no, Cornell, Cornell, uh, cat got his tongue.
2: <laughs> Cornell ain't had a press conference, ain't had a tweet, ain't had a text message, ain't sent a smoke signal, ain't sent a carrier pigeon ever since Dion stomped him out. <laughs> That boy hey, Dion man. sent his son over here to destroy Cornell and then said that tiger got his tongue, bro. You, that's
1: what happens when you're out there talking trash. 61? What can you say? You can't say nothing else at the What more can I say? <laughs> <laughs> All,
2: man, right, <laughs> All
1: right, ladies and gentlemen. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Also, speaking of playlists, make sure you check out the Splash Cast 12 pack. It is out as of yesterday. So make sure you check out the Splash Cast 12 pack. Uh, we're going to go ahead and get into some news around the league, news around the NFL Football Association. Stay tuned.
2: Yeah, everybody is better than the Falcons, so I'll just cry. <laughs>
1: And we're back ladies and gentlemen with our football segment of our around the league version of episode 29 of the splash cast. we got a few things we're going to talk about today when it comes to the NFL news, as well as college football news, first things first. Oh, my bad guys. My, my, my bad. (laughs) No, my GoPro died. So but anyway, first things first, first things first, first things first. We talked about the John Gruden uh, debacle out there in uh, Las Vegas with the Raiders. And the we Las taught, Vegas we, races? Uh, oh,
2: my bad, uh, Las Vegas Raiders, Las Vegas Raiders, not Las Vegas racists.
1: We talked about how John Gruden and his emails and everything, and we talked about how that relates to the Washington football team and conspiracy theory. We put on our tinfoil hats and all that good stuff.
2: No, 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 no. I didn't tend for nothing. This is well (laughs) thought out. This is very obvious and clear. And the man specializes in racism, sexism, and homophobia. Misogyny
1: and homophobia. But one thing we brought up that now everybody else wants to talk about after we brought it up, especially Norwood, was the Marquette King uh, issue. And Marquette King was fired without even meeting with the coach. Just fired himself. That's not the culture we're trying to... That's not the message we're trying to send out or some crazy stuff like that that John Gruden said. That was the first tell. And now it turns out that the Marquette King is filing a wrongful termination lawsuit the Raiders and against John Gruden. Funny story. So uh, I wonder if they're going to try to sweep this up
2: under the rug. For me, I think this is number one. Let's go back. We are the realest podcast in the world because we pay attention to things that are, to some people, minuscule and insignificant. Mm -hmm. I do find it funny, thank God that we have recorded this, that we were the first people to bring up Marquette King. Nobody had a mumbling word to say. Then suddenly we're like, hey, this is kind of funny. It's kind of strange. And now that there is a lawsuit. This is the reason you have to tell your friends, your family, your grandmother, your aunties and uncles. We are the realest podcast in the world with that said, I do think that that man is owed some money. And when John Gruden said that that's not the culture that I like, I think he was very clear when he said what, what he meant by culture. Um, and by culture, I most,
1: th- most mean by culture. <laughs> yes.
2: Uh, as an African-American person, I, I can read cult words very well. Uh, I don't think that this one was even hitting that well um I, i'm not really impressed by by what happened and i do think that he needs to be old i think he's old and i think that he needs to be made right for i'm trying to think of the no for being racist come on man john gruden is clearly a racist <laughs> I, I don't I, I, you we want to try to be a little bit more politically correct on the podcast but we also have to call it how it is John Gruden was racist. He's made racist comments. He fired a, a black punter before he ever met him for culture issues.
1: What's wild man, is
2: make that is, man whole.
1: What's wild is there's been so many people
2: defending him, like, like were past tense. Now, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can't get near John Gruden. You can't. Who? John? Who?
1: Mm-hmm. Well. It, uh, hopefully Marquette King, you know, I'm sure they're going to settle out of court and I'm sure he's going to get a bag of money. Um, so it, it shout, out yep. <laughs> shout out to Marquette King. bags. Yep. Shout out to Marquette King. And Dave Chappelle was right, but moving on, moving <laughs> are moving on, moving on, man. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers
2: Let's enjoy this podcast. Let's enjoy this podcast, but we got it. I want y'all to understand IG Live. Y'all watching on YouTube, and we're going to have fun. We're going to ride this thing until they start canceling us. Uh, hey, man,
1: A-Rod, A-Rod, A-Rod just played the Bears, and, of course, they won. And it seems like a lot of the Bears, uh, they played in Soldier Field. It seems like a lot of the Bears fans were talking a lot of trash, and A-Rod made all the headlines, by after he scored the go ahead touchdown and did his discount double check heavyweight championship belt, he told, he yelled at the people in Chicago, the fans, that I own you. I've always owned you. There was some colorful language in between those words, but he especially said, I own you and I've always owned you. Numbers back it up 22 and five against the Bears in his career, 11 and three at Soldier Field, 57 TDs to 11 interceptions. Owns y'all. Norwood has his hand up.
2: Did he lie? No. Is there any lies anywhere in there? Mm-mm. Is there any quarterback ever they can say Chicago Bears quarterback? No, not even quarterback. Is there a Chicago Bears player to say, boy, I really got the best of Aaron Rodgers? Ever. No. No. Oh. Well, if the man tells the truth, we hear the realest podcasters in the world, can't be mad. A- A-Rod's right. He owns y'all. And the only way that you you can get ownership back self is, is to beat, beat him. And you got to beat him regularly and I'm not sure if you have enough time left. Nope. Uh, He's
1: 14 team. years of evidence that I'm kicking your ass. Yes.
2: <laughs> and it don't look good for you. Uh,
1: Hopefully I'm, I'm, y'all can have Justin Fields will turn into the quarterback that owns the Packers.
2: It that might no, be right. Well, we know that that won't happen because the Bears won't put anybody around him, and they'll just expect him to create miracles. And why he is pretty good.
1: Well, you never know, man, because the Packers ain't really got
2: a plan after a Rod either. They didn't. Jordan have Love ain't it? I mean, <laughs> they're due. They're there are time. they are due to not have a quarterback. You have Brett Favre, and you get a-, a Rod. Take take some time off. Figure out where we could go wrong with this thing. Y'all have had great quarterback play for as long as I've been alive. So yeah, I'm, I'm fine with them not having a great. Nope. We only had one. <laughs> they guy. Yeah.
1: Oh man. So we got some other news. We want to talk about, uh, in NFL. We got two kind of off the field stories that are one is very heartwarming. And one is incredible. Um, the Jacksonville Jaguars uh, defensive lineman, uh, I think his name is Smoot. Uh, Smoot delivered his baby. He, he helped his wife deliver their child after she immediately went into labor after her water broke in the living room. They didn't even make it to the car before the baby was written. The baby announced itself and kicked in the door at the same time.
2: But it's like the living room. It's like we couldn't even get to the bathroom. It's like, oh, no, nope, here, now, right now. <laughs> um, we're delivering this baby. And I have no clue how a human delivered another baby. I can't. You think we're just going to deliver this baby in this living room here, just me and you? This well, is-
1: he was on the phone. So he did call, the, the, he was on the phone with the doctors and the nurses, and they coached him through it. So that was a little help, but still, yeah. What? I mean, you said you think, like, you have a choice.
2: Childbirth. Childbirth. You think, all right, well, I got my AirPods in. I'm ready now. I can deliver this baby. <laughs> I stayed in the Holiday Inn Express last night. Boy, if you don't go to <laughs> I'm glad that, that uh, baby is doing fine, mother is doing fine, and kudos to this man for surviving this. I, on the other hand, would probably be crawled up in the corner on the floor. Um, yeah.
1: Also, you are part of the Jacksonville Jaguars. I am sure that the NFL Players Association has put in some type of paternity leave clause. Y'all not gonna win too much anytime soon. Go ahead and take a couple weeks off, brother. <laughs> Get paid had, and a couple had,
0: weeks.
2: You off. had a you had a pretty stressful week, and they <laughs> they gonna lose anyway, bro. Take your time. Take you your like time. you just like us. Hey man, use your PTO. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Do it, man. Do it, man. So man, shout out to SMoot, Shout out to the Smoots. For and delivering that, a happy, healthy baby.
2: And that's probably the only W you will be able to celebrate anytime soon. So you can take that Ooh. time. Soon.
1: Woo! I mean, we only tell the truth. Uh, and we're going to end our, our, our NFL version of this segment with some, some good news. Dak Prescott has been wearing something called Ask for Help to bring awareness and promote mental health uh, to the public. Shout out to Dak for Ask for Help, man.
2: Yes this is great um it is a black man supporting mental health uh giving people the space and the comfort to say hey ask for help if you need it it's not something that has always been looked upon or supported or, or championed so for him to do this specifically after you know dealing with the situation with his brother he is you know the quarterback of America's team for all intents and purposes, good, bad, or different, how you feel about the Cowboys still an extremely stressful job. Mm-hmm. And for him to put that on the wristband to show not only, you know, adults like you and I, but also you're kind of turning the corner where we're coming into a newer, younger generation who hopefully are more outfitted and, and comfortable with expressing their feelings and being able to get the help that they need. This is, we need more of this.
1: Yeah. Yeah, man, we do, we do, we do. So shout out to Dak, shout out to the Smoots. Um, those are two feel-good stories. Now we get into college football, and boy, has it been spicy. But before we get into the spice, I'm going a, I'm to a direct 30 seconds to my co-host to go ahead and go off about Coastal Carolina. Oh, well,
2: well, well, we are here Finally, this is the realest podcast in the world because we tell nothing but the truth. I told y'all that the Coastal Carolina Chanticleers were, in fact, as we call them, pyrite, or I like to say, pyrise, (laughs) fool. And if you believed in them, then you are a fool. And that was the goal. Um, With that (laughs) said, they out of there. They lost to App State. Today, we are all App State fans. For getting that bum ass team from out of wherever <laughs> yeah. they were, why do
1: you hate them so much? Refresh because them. They're overrated.
2: Them so they're okay. I'm not. Um, this is not going to be the Yale <laughs> podcast. I'm going to be able, as we just talked about mental health, I'm going to be able to keep my emotions in check. But with that said, they are vastly overrated. They have a. I'm not even going to say a a high school, just a high school schedule. This is more of a JV, maybe a middle school JV schedule of nobodies. And they that were, man just
1: disrespected an entire conference at they, one
2: time. <laughs> they, they were allowed to matriculate through the, through the season and put on this farce that they were better than everybody else. Then they played a, I would like to say a fantastic app state team who beat them. Thank you app state. I support everything you've done for the splash cast. And next I am waiting for Navy to beat Cincinnati so we can be done with them. And we can go back to how life should be. Cincinnati, you are the next one that I'm waiting for, you hot ball of garbage. <laughs> and if you don't get beat during this extra regular schedule that you play, you will play against a real football team, and I hope they take you to the woodshed like you deserve. You guys have a wonderful and blessed day, and please stay safe.
1: So, yeah, Coastal Carolina lost. They were ranked <laughs> ahead of Florida. Norwood was pissed. You got it, brother. Go ahead. Go ahead, <laughs> Uh, keeping it with Florida, hey man! You said Florida need to pick a QB. So for y'all that don't know, Florida has two t- two quarterbacks: Emory Jones and is it Anthony Richardson,
2: A.K. AR fifteen. Yeah. Reggie, ha- Reggie hates me, guys. You see what he's doing now. At this point, he knows that number one, this is my my most passionate sport, my favorite sport. This is the thing that means the most to me. My team is sinking faster than the Titanic. Um, there are teams that are vastly overrated, who are enjoying the laziest, weakest schedule that I've ever seen. And basically, it's just, I've, this is what Ben Simmons feels like when the world around you is on fire. Um with that said, Ooh,
1: shots everywhere. <laughs> I wish
2: that Dan Mullen would care about his career enough to put the best quarterback on the field. I do understand that Dan Mullen specializes in, in not caring about himself, very similar to Matt Nagy. But let me tell you this, Dan Mullen. I mean everything that I'm about to tell you, Emory Jones ain't it. He ain't been it, and ain't never gonna be it. Now he is an athlete, so yeah. I hate to I hate to say it this way, but Emory, you're probably gonna play a different position. So you might as well get comfortable doing it now. On the other hand, Anthony Richardson is it and he's your only hope. So what you do is you move him to quarterback, you move Emory to wherever you want to, whether it be the bench, running back, quarterback, cornerback, free safety, towel guy. I honestly don't care. But what I'm gonna tell you right now is you better fix this and fix this fast if you enjoy living in Gainesville peacefully. You have a wonderful and blessed day as well. There's
1: rumors that AR fifteen might transfer. He won't even
2: talk about it. Hey, 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 hey! I cannot. (laughs) Okay, we we've gone past potting now. Now it's just me and Reggie on a video chat. (laughs) I cannot wait for y'all to lose. When y'all lose. (laughs) I am. I, I, I never I'm seen
1: gonna, somebody that their
2: whole season be made by another team. I am <laughs> going to get belligerently drunk and party in the streets when Georgia loses this this fall. Oh, I cannot wait. I can't. All
1: right. Well, back to it. Now that ask, I know was ask that out of
2: I need help. I need help, <laughs> and I'm asking for help from anybody who <laughs> plays UGA. <laughs> Anybody who plays Cincinnati, and if you play Florida, leave us alone, man. Let us win the rest of these games. I am asking, so asking Florida for help. But you know we play. Uh, do I need wristbands? If I got to <laughs> put them on, high, I'm begging for help, baby. I'm begging, baby. I'm begging, begging, begging. <laughs>
1: uh, oh, boys, this is so. If you want a video version of Florida season, you just saw it. Uh, Moving like, on. No, 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 no.
2: If you want a video version of Florida season, man, look at that. You, all you got to do is find any search engine and type in dumpster fire. And that will basically sum up our season.
1: Well, I mean, Dan Mullen's wife will make everything better when she kisses you in the mouth. So uh, move, <laughs> moving on. This is the story that has taken
2: college football headlines for the yes. last... My man Reggie has pulled we- out the entire chopper <laughs> and just- Disgraced my team and brought up the very weird situation of how my coach's wife kisses all the players in the mouth. <laughs> this is a perfect segue into Eddie O doing free Eddie
1: O, oh, demon ties, speaking of kissing. Eddie O. Eddie Ogeron, Edward Ogeron, is the coach of LSU. He's a He was a national media darling and fan favorite because he was the underdog. He was a coach of Ole Miss in 2007. They weren't good. He was the offensive line coach at USC when they actually started to get back to prominence after uh, Pete Carroll and all the left and all of that scandal and everything. And he ended up getting becoming an interim coach at uh, LSU. And they ended his first year. I think that was, what, 2018 when he was an interim coach. They ended on the run. And then in 2019, he built a coaching staff, an all-stars coaching staff, and they went 15 and 0 and won the national championship. I Eddie O was on top holes. of the world. <laughs> I got holes. <laughs> and then
2: area code.
1: And then it all started to unravel. And as of October 18th, 2021. LSU, Louisiana State University, and Ed Orgeron have agreed to part ways 21 months after winning the national title. I can only think of one person, two people, not even two, really one person who lost their job just as fast. And I think that's Gene Chizik with Auburn after winning the national title Cam. Urban was supposed though. <laughs> well, Urban didn't lose his job. Urban left.
2: No, remember. I'm talking he, about being fired. He, they eased him off the sideline. No, they was like, oh, you "Can't be here no more, old Cheezy Pablo."
1: I would say, I would say Dan Quinn, but Dan Quinn still had like what three uh, years said, after he that, should
2: have, he should have been had lost that job.
1: <laughs> but Eddie, oh, Ed Orgeron, has been relieved of his duties, and he will no longer be the coach of LSU after the 2021-2022 season.
2: Give him the back boy. <laughs> So here's the backstory. Don't, don't don't hide the lead, Reggie.
1: <laughs> there has been a lot, out of the, the Strata broke the camel's back. Wasn't losing, it wasn't. There's a was, joke there, boy. There is a big. <laughs> it wasn't losing. It wasn't um, not being a great leader. Although we'll get to that. Edo was shooting a shot with the ladies. Mind you, Edo is married. He has been separated for his wife his wife for a year. Ed O married, and this ain't the first time. Ed O shot his shot, and when I say shooting his shot, he is trying to uh, get the attention of other women.
2: Attention. I did not think that he was trying (laughs) to play basketball. You thought Ed O was out there shirtless playing 21, talking about, I'm about to shoot my shot.
1: Ed O said, yo, he was shooting his shot at women that were the wives of LSU administration." One such lady, allegedly, because we don't know this is all here, this is all what we read, was pregnant. And he told her, we should work out together. And by working out, you know, what working out means. And this ain't the first time, because Ed got caught with a nice young woman in the bed, and she posted the selfie on Instagram for clout.
2: That's so... (laughs) Okay, number one, this is just... And we're now going into real podcast mode That's just super on player. Number one, no matter what you're doing, (laughs) the point where she and the flash was on. It was a bright photo. He's smiling. She, she's smiling. Nothing ever clicked in your head. I probably shouldn't do this. Mm -hmm. He just Kiki. Yeah. I'm in the bed. No shirt Mm on, man. You're one of the highest paid figures in the state of Louisiana probably shouldn't be in the bad bed list, but sometimes you get too big for your britches and do what you want to.
1: Yeah. And, and the thing about it is all of this is swept under the rug. So there's been even more things that are starting to come out, uh, about Ed and his time at, um, LSU. There have been a few sexual assault cases that have been swept under the rug. Uh, when the social justice, when the players wanted to uh, march across campus in terms of, for social justice going on and voice their opinions, he went on a presser and said, I had no clue that they were doing that. Hey, how are you supposed to be the coach and the leader of the football team and not, and not know the state of the mental, uh, the mental state of your football team?
2: And I, I honestly, hold on, hold on. I actually think that's worse. It's one thing to say I would rather them not do it, which is an, its its own situation. But mm-hmm. to not know what your team is doing as the coach and as the leader is more embarrassing to me.
1: Yeah, so it, it just proved that Ed isn't a leader of men, right? So Ed Ogeron, the thing about Ed and what he what he attributed at the time to him being a better coach was he was like a super control freak. He was like a drill sergeant when he was a coach when he was younger, and then when he came to he came to LSU, he was more like the the CEO coach. He let the he had but he had two often, two uh coordinators, offensive and defense coordinators that were like diamonds in the rough. Dave Aranda is not a head coach of, at uh, Baylor, and um, uh, what is it, Joe? I forget his name. Not well. Joe Burrow was the yes, uh the
2: O C that went to uh Carolina.
1: Yeah, the O C that went to it's not Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow is the first pick to go to Cincinnati. But the O C that went to is not a heck Is not an O C at Carolina. So he lost all of those guys, and then he replaced them with Bo Pelini and uh, Joe Daniel Brady. Miranda. You're right. It's Joe. Brady. Yeah, Joe Brady. He he, produced, he he replaced them with, you know, two mediocre guys. That was. We already on strike. We passed strike three. We just like strike five. Okay. But but all of that was, was, would be okay. Then he lost Jamar Chase, opted out. He wasn't ready to lead the team in COVID during COVID times. And his lack of leadership got exposed. And one thing you can't do in the SEC is lose. That one thing you can't do. You can have all the scandal in the world. You can have all the BS in the world. One thing in SEC you can't do
2: is lose. And he kept losing. Oh, for me, this is super difficult. I actually have been a big Coach Ogeron fan for a long time. I feel like at one point, especially with, with Burroughs, he was a good leader. He was running that team. When he took over the team, the team was in disarray. I think a lot of the guys then like to play for him. I do think that it's the poison bill, money and popularity. Mm -hmm. When when he was just the guy who's lucky to be there, you know, it's much easier to support him. He seems like he got comfortable. When I say comfortable, way too comfortable. Um, You're doing things that are messy, sloppy, and embarrassing. And if you're winning, then those things are a little bit more excusable. Um, So that's the reason you get a national championship. He also, that's when he got paid. That's also when him and his wife separated. He's Acting. Picture started surface again. Yes. Like you get, you know, when you get this new found celebrity, everybody can't handle it. If this is now, I will say, <clears throat> I do want to, I do want to be clear about this part that I has upset me. As an African American man, if this is an African American coach, him and Urban Meyer would be womanizers, would be all types of things that these guys are not being considered. The Urban Meyer situation where he gets caught with the lady, it's bad, but nobody's really questioning his character. Ed Ocheron, same thing. Your character has never been in question. Oh, I forgot about Odell handing out cash in the locker room. uh, Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, that's Odell. I ain't going to blame nobody else on what Odell does. Odell does Odell things. But you got to be a leader. You can't allow that in your locker room. I I agree, but once again, if this is a black man, he would have been fired. Oh, you in the bed with a woman uh, on camera? Dead. So for me, I, I I don't like how this is being covered, and we all know that if the shoe was on the other foot, this would be a completely different uh, storm media circus it would have gone on It would not be, Hey, there's a mutual is like, it's a mutual dissolution. You guys can go on your own way. They would have been looking into this man's whole past. Every woman he's ever dated uh, every team he's ever coached, anybody who's ever gotten in trouble. And I, I just, you know, I think that it's our responsibility that when we see these inconsistencies, we point them out. Uh, Oh, man, I'm reading
1: this story. There's, there's way. Yeah. You're right. If he was a black coach, he's, there's
2: no way he would have survived any of this stuff. All this, he, he'd be coaching somebody in middle school. Last chance, you is where he'd be right now. Um, I don't. I don't. I wish we got the same treatment. I guess that's that's what I'm trying to communicate. I wish it, there was an even playing field, and we were allowed to make the mistakes, and not be persecuted for the rest of our lives like this guy. Ed is going to get another job. Urban Meyer is going to get another job. It is what it is.
1: Yep. Yeah. So if y'all, if you don't know about the Eddie O story, man, there's, there's a few car articles out on CBS ESPN uh, that highlight it, man. It's, it's, it's been a tumultuous time, tumultuous time since he won the national championship. So with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, we come to the end of our football segment of uh, around of our Around the League edition of episode 29 of the Splash Cast, we're going to go ahead and get into some basketball news. Stay tuned.
2: So, funny story. Urban Meyer, Eddie O. Walk into a bar. Write the script however you want to. It's... <laughs>
1: Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to part two, episode 29 of Splash Cast, our Around the League edition. We are going to talk about some news around the National Basketball Association, or better yet, as we like to call it, daytime television as the world turns.
2: Mm. (laughs) As the
1: NBA turns, first, uh, 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 first episode. Simmons gate Ben Simmons we told y'all we broke Ben Simmons the Hawks broke Ben Simmons and nobody ever wants to you don't want to talk about it Ben Simmons he has requested a trade he has sold his home in New Jersey he's gotten rid of everything on the east coast he said he wants to move out to the west coast he's trying to get as far as away as possible
2: wait they say that he got rid of his jumper and his free throw too
1: got to have one to get rid of one. My bad.
2: Nah. Not bad. I did not mean to that. I did not mean <laughs> but to that.
1: But like Ben Simmons went to, went to, uh, he reported to camp because and he reported to practice because if you don't, you get fined, you lose money. And at the end of the day, nobody wants to lose money. So he reported to, uh, to practice and was immediately dismissed after looking disinterested and unengaged. Uh... He then came back the next day for treatment because he said he had a sore back. We all know he might have a sore back, but it just looks like a BS to me. So with that being said, man, it looks like to me the days of Ben Simmons are numbered. At least that's what everybody thought until yesterday, Friday, uh, October 22nd, when he addressed the team and said that he's not mentally ready to play, even though he's been in They've said over and over again that they want him back. Joel Embiid addressed the crowd when they played uh, against the Celtics before the game. I ain't never seen that happen. Uh, what's his name? What's the what's the uh, power forward's name? Um, Ice. Who?
2: Tobias Harris.
1: Tobias Harris. Tobias Harris went to Twitter, took the Twitter and said he's our brother and we'll embrace him when he comes back. Blah, 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 blah. He still ain't back and he said he's not mentally ready to play.
2: In hindsight, what you said was absolutely correct. This is definitely a daytime soap opera because this is all fake.
1: Why is it fake? The day
2: before Joel Embiid said, my job is not to babysit that man. Yep. I'm not saying anything about that man. Let me tell you, <laughs> as a guy who has multiple brothers, what you cannot do is say that I don't care about this man and I'm not going to babysit this man. And then the next day, call me your brother. We don't operate like that. And you shouldn't. And be. this is fake it a $4 bill. Just go ahead and say that we're going to do the best we can of this situation until we man, get him that out of there. $4 bed.
1: bill, not a 2
2: No. Uh-uh. No. Uh-uh. <laughs> I want you to be very clear. If you see that, you got like, that's the same thing I said. What I said, <laughs> I just saw what you said yesterday. Now, today you're a new human. I would like to believe that. I believe people have fresh uh, new starts and fresh beginnings, but that's a lie. You don't care about <laughs> that man. You don't like that man. They're just asking you to stop setting him on fire. And I actually have a kind of an issue with Joel B. and I have a bigger issue with the Sixers because you sent... Ben Simmons home for conduct detrimental to the team. I'm sure that what Ben Simmons has, I mean, what Joel Embiid has said about Ben Simmons is detrimental to at least Ben Simmons. And if Ben Simmons is a member of the team, like you guys say that he is, then it did will be detrimental to the team. But Embiid, you're not sending home. Why? Because you're trying to win games. So let, let's not, let's not lie. Don't let's not pee in the air and call it rain, bro. Y'all don't want him. Y'all don't like him. Y'all should just send him home and trade him. All the rest of this foolishness is garbage. And Daryl Moore, are you talking about, well, this is going to go on. This could go on for the next four years. Well, I'm going to tell you, you won't be with the Sixers for four years if this is what goes on. Because eventually you're going to make Embiid Lajuan mad. And that's all they have left. <laughs> and an overpaid Tobias Harris who is somewhere happy that boy, nobody's paying attention to that. I was getting killed by John Collins and nobody said anything. So, yes.
1: <laughs> oh, man. So, all I can say is we'll tune into this week's episode of As the NBA Turns
2: Simmons Gate. What more <laughs> can you say?
1: All right, act two of as the world as the NBA turns comes to an overweight budding superstar named Zion Williamson. Come on down, buddy. He has no timetable for his return. His... Ain't nothing going down over there <laughs> except
2: for lunch. Hey
1: Wait going you, up.
2: You,
1: and if and if y'all don't get that come on down reference for prices, right? You obviously didn't watch daytime television with your grandma because that came on right before. So uh Zion Williamson is. Visibly bigger than he was last year, and not muscle-wise. Larger than, and the- he broke his foot, so he has no timetable for return. And it's rumors that he don't want to be in New Orleans anyway because they get rid of everybody.
2: As the NBA turns, this, this is this could this could turn out bad. This there is no this could this is bad. We already talked about how you've had two standout power forwards in a row who you have not been able to appease and keep happy. Number two, the Pelicans are already on the list of teams that are probably going to be somewhere else pretty soon. I think so. And absolutely. New Orleans is not a basketball town. There are two cities that are much more, uh, seem to be feasible. Number one, Vegas. Vegas now has the Raiders, and they have the Aces. And they have the hockey team, which I cannot bring to my name right now. So, yes, it it is only more reasonable for them to now get a basketball team or we could put everything right back in the world and and have the Seattle Supersonics come back. Uh, Either one of those I think is a better basketball town, specifically when you have these guys who come here, you draft them, you waste their careers, and you can't surround them with a team. And they've not been able to do that. I think it is time for everybody to cut bait. I do think that Zion wants out, which is bad because AD just got out.
1: So the thing is, winning cures all. So if you were to win, you will then bring in more fans, and then you will then become a basketball town. They ain't going to win. <laughs> that is on the front office. And if we want to be I, – I choose what? my words lightly right here because – because, you know, you, you can, don't, you don't, smite whatever the words you do you don't, you don't smite the dead. You don't smite the dead, but the NBA screwed over the new Orleans franchise. The NBA thought they were doing well. They knew that new Orleans wasn't a basketball town and they've been trying to get new Orleans to become a basketball town all the way back to David Stern, when he nixed the Chris Paul to LA Lakers trade. Because he, they nixed it because they wanted to make New Orleans a basketball town, and they tried to keep Chris Paul there, and then it didn't happen, um, et cetera. And the rest is history. And now, nothing has changed. There's still an organization in chaos. They still have bad luck when it comes to stars. They're still not a major market.
2: Well. I will say, I'll shoot David Stern some bail on that. Chris Paul's agent released it, the trade had happened before it had happened. And since at that point there was no ownership or leadership of the Pelicans, the NBA was in control of the Pelicans. So if they released it before, David Stern was kind of obligated to vote against it because it would have been a conflict of interest type of thing. Um, How? Because they released it before it before they had voted and it had been approved, it's a big story about this. You can go back and kind of they've they've explained it. It's still at the end of the day to me is an unfortunate situation because Chris Paul should have been a Laker, but uh, essentially the protocols were not followed in in the correct order for that to happen, and since the league was running the Pelicans at that time, they had to act in the most uh, in the most ethical way, I guess is is the understanding. It's it's convoluted. It's a it's ultimately just a bunch of regular about having the NBA. Mm, but that's a
1: lot of words to say they screwed this
2: up. No, but no 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 no. It was Chris Paul's agent who released it he was going somewhere before he before the trade was approved because the trade had to be approved by all the owners.
1: Fair, fair. But that's Zion. Zion's going to be the latest person oh. to leave as soon as he lose some weight. Because the the jury's still out on Zion. He's only
2: played one full year. Now I do want to also say I don't think that Zion is in, is in a place to demand much of anything. Yeah, I don't definitely. I don't think that he's he's potential at best. And what potential means is you have not actually achieved anything. He doesn't play any defense. He's six he's six. he's a small forward who cannot rim protect. And can't shoot, and he's overweight, and he's three hundred pounds, and we all know as you age, you get larger, your metabolism slows down, and your you're not able to get stronger and, yeah and and you're and you're and you're not a workout warrior, my friend, so if I'm a team, I'm not spending any draft capital nor any of my money to to get Zion. Who I think by the time he's 27, 28, will be comfortably 300 pounds and not, not looking back anytime soon. Uh, so, yeah, I'm not spending a lot of money on this guy who is very one dimensional. Now, you're one dimension, surely a great dimension to have. Sean but Kemp. Y- yes, but shorter. But Sean
1: shorter. Kemp, he's, he's, he's an inch shorter than Sean Kemp.
2: And a different NBA.
1: Yeah, but I mean, the, I'm just talking about the way that they play. The John Kent was yeah. a high riser. Yeah. You know, that's pretty much what he's known for. So, yeah. Uh, Zion, man, New Orleans, y'all got to figure it out. On to act three. There's been a lot of drama. We are in game two of the NBA season. And we've had this much drama. Mm-hmm. If y'all saw the Suns versus the Lakers last night, the Suns picked up where they left off. Beating them by thirty. All this new look Lakers team with the old folks, the new old look, I guess, is what you call it. The new old look Lakers. Uh, <laughs> got mollywopped, and we'll get to, we'll get to LeBron versus uh uh the backup point guard. We'll get to that. But there was the thing that's made all the news is AD and Dwight got into it. And when I say got into it, it wasn't nothing about just words. There was hands put on people during the time out on national television. A.D. sat Dwight down. And A.D. ain't no little fella. And Dwight damn show ain't no little fella. And, of course, they've, they've released statements. always oh, been squashed. It's all this. But this is game two, dog. Did you see that? It was game two.
2: Okay, so let me clarify and clean up a few things. Number one, the Suns beat the Lakers by 10, not by 30. Um, they were up I,
1: by 30. The, Lakers, oh. the Suns were up 80-something to 50-something. Oh, Lord. Oh, okay, <laughs> I get what you're saying now. now. In hindsight,
2: I do see it. 23, 34, 37. Oh, yeah, you were playing in garbage time. Yeah. Um, so, they came
1: back to lose by 10.
2: <laughs> yes, let's cover a few things with AD and Dwight. That's not a little problem. Let's not sit here and and make it like it's something that is not. It is a big problem. And these guys have been teammates for a whole year before. Don't forget, Dwight won a chip with them and then left and then came back. So after a year, if there wasn't a problem before, if you guys are really friends, we're not – no matter – that's like me and you. We get into it. What we're not going to do is get into it publicly if you're friends. Mm -mm. Yeah ad comfortably walked over he's now i will say he stood over the white
1: and that's what it's, it's like you can't do that you can't do that
2: which is a problem if i'm sitting down and you have a problem with me and you want to talk to me sit down but if you're going to, if i'm sitting on the bench and you think your eight foot tall ass is going to walk over <laughs> and stand over to me oh you're right we're going to get to tussling not soon but very soon Uh, I want to send out T's and P's thoughts and prayers to LeBron Ramon James because you are the babysitter of all of the foolishness. You got A.D. and Dwight. I'm always sending no thoughts and prayers to LeBron. You did this.
1: Go ahead. Sorry, I cut you off. Go ahead.
2: You're right. He is the assistant GM. <laughs> and by assistant GM, means he is the president of basketball operations for the Los Angeles Lakers. You, you picked this team, so let's, let's go ahead and keep it real here. AD and Dwight are fighting on the bench. One thing that you know, I always look at LeBron during these type of times. Whatever AD, whatever AD did, LeBron was okay with. He moved. LeBron just kept on walking like, oh, not my problem. I think... And if you know that one of your friends is doing something wrong to another one of your friends, what are you gonna do? Step in the way and say, "Hey, bro, you're wrong." LeBron just kept on walking. So number one, uh, I'm- LeBron ain't, historically ain't never
1: been the one to feel like he's do- the star does something wrong. LeBron d- requires star treatment, and he treats stars like Jimmy Johnson treated the Cowboys, Michael yeah.
2: Irvin. Yeah.
1: He lets them get away with it, but, but he also kind of like. I'm referencing Mario Chalmers. Mario Chalmers was right when he got into it with LeBron and LeBron was wrong. And LeBron confronted Le- Mario Chalmers and then had to go back and apologize. So LeBron, historically, that's a little inaccurate in my opinion, but go ahead.
2: Okay. Well, if that's the case in LeBron, yeah, your leadership is just in places It's failing. Uh, with that said, you also have Melo who was pump faking at the free throw line and, and me- I don't know if y'all watched the game yesterday, but I watched it. They threw him an oop, and he was just like, oh, no, I ain't got a chance to convert it. Mellow? Yeah, Mellow. Yes. old, bro. And he mailed that one in. And don't forget, Russ, typically Russ is rusting means something different. Russ is being the Russ that you thought that he was going to be for the Lakers. And you still I have nothing. <laughs> and I- I'm going to say this as game two in their 0-2 if, if LeBron manages to get this team to be a team, I am a big proponent of Michael Jordan being the greatest basketball player ever. If he gets this team to win a championship, I will say out of my own mouth, LeBron James is the greatest basketball player ever because this is the miracle. You have the This Dwight, is a shit show, boy. You, you have the White. You have Rondo. You have Melo. You have sorry-ass Bazemore. This
0: <laughs>
2: THT, nah, nah, nah. THT is just he's he's not great, but he's a player who can play on multiple teams. But Rondo, Dwight, Mellow, and Bazemore, those are the kids who are gonna be on silent lunch every day because <laughs> they're bad, man. They're oh, and, and and Russ. No, Russ. I love Russ, but Russ is Russ, and Russ got to chill. I want to see Russ do. I do want to see Russ win a championship, but mm-hmm. Russ is so intense. Russ be so mad with himself that you can see he's taking himself out of the game, and that that disappoints me because I do out of everybody as much as I detest Kent Bazemore stealing ass. <laughs> I do want to see Russ win a championship. I think he deserves it. I don't know if there's anybody who's ever played in the NBA who's played any harder than Russ his entire career. I do want to see him be successful, even if I have to deal with Kent Baseball winning a championship.
1: Yeah, yeah. And and LeBron, the reason I, I brought up LeBron, I was critical of LeBron because LeBron talked a lot of shit talk a lot of shit, man. And he was talk, he he talks. <laughs> He talks a lot of shit. I, I I'll be nice and say it that way. And and he's kind of a to me. LeBron is kind of a front runner. Talks a lot of shit. Like you see, like you talk shit to me about Georgia, whether y'all winning or losing. I talk shit to you about Florida, whether y'all winning or losing. You talk. We talk shit about the Yankees. the Washington Expos, the Yankees. We talk shit regardless. LeBron only talks shit when. Uh, he's ahead. He net. He's quiet, silent, powerful, humble. humble. When he's losing, and then he talked. And then this is the part, and the reason I'm looking up his name because I really can't remember his name because he is the backup point guard. But the reason I'm bringing this up Cameron is Payne. Uh, Cameron Payne. Cameron Payne is because LeBron addressed Cameron Payne like just a year and a half ago. You was trying to get in the league, humble yourself. After I'm not gonna humble myself when you talking shit to me and we on the same court. I don't care who you are. We beaten you by 30. After we beat you by 30 last year. So don't reference a year and a half ago. I'm gonna reference your last 3 games have been losses. Your last 3 games over the last 8 months have been losses. And you supposed to be the king.
2: Yeah, and the issue you ain't gonna is You can sit there and talk to me. I don't I don't like being talked to any type of way. Dog. That ain't gonna happen. I don't care who you are. You can't talk crazy to a person with nothing to lose campaign. It's like, you're absolutely right. A year and a half ago, I was out of the league, but I'm here now boy. And I don't know how long we'll be here. So while I'm here, I'm gonna make sure I do what I stomp your ass out. So go ahead and you fix this Island of misfit toys. You call the team y'all get it together <laughs> while I pass the ball to Devin Booker and he shoots from anywhere. And I let Chris Paul go crazy. So yep. you're right. I don't deserve to be here. I don't belong to be here, but while I'm here. I'm going to make sure I do a few things specifically ruin your day. You keep playing with me. I'll start talking about your hairline.
1: That's what I would have done. It would have been wild. If they got into it, man, LeBron was on the bench, in the stands, in the seat, talking. Why? Because they were getting blown out. That's why he was on the bench. And then Cameron Payne was on while playing. Speaking of people that was talking trash to people in the stands, Montrez Harrell from North Carolina, who don't back down from nobody. Another Cameron Payne type player, six foot eight center, plays on all hustle, heart, and grit. Wasn't supposed to be here. All that stuff he says. Got into it with King Petty himself. Drizzy Drake in Toronto. I don't remember what was said, but I know that Trez stopped playing and stopped going to the sideline to address Drake one-on-one. That was
2: funny to me. Did you see it? Yeah, so after watching it, from his explanation was him and Drake are cool. Him and Drake are actually buddies. It was a coach who was behind Drake that was talking. And as a friend who has friends who talk crazy to each other, I completely get this. (laughs) Me and you? We can say whatever we want to each other. We are friends. We genuinely love each other. Assistant pimp? (laughs) This grown folks talking, you get over here playing with me i play back and you think that you, you think you comfortable because you're a coach. No, this is a friendship. You will get embarrassed wherever we stand. And I don't care. <laughs> I mean that from the, the pits of my soul. And that, <laughs> I like it. And,
1: and Drake, the thing is, and I don't know what that guy doesn't understand. Drake has relationships with a lot of people in the NBA, LeBron, all the warriors, KD, Uh you uh, can't be comfortable
2: and be talking crazy to other vet. Hey, you are afraid. You can't you can't
1: jump in somebody else's trash talk not knowing the status of their relationship. Because if you jump in and say something about person B's mama, because person A said something about their mama, and then they both kick your ass. Now you sit
2: up there on now, you laying on the floor trying to figure out what happened. And when you talk, you got to be careful how you talk to me. Now, yes, if you want to be a coach and you want to say, hey man, you're not good, well, I'm gonna show you. But if that trash talk elevates in any way to the next level, oh, now I got to let you know, I am not the one nor the two, my friend. So then, yeah, we're going to step this thing up. But best thing for you to do is when me and my friend are talking, we may be competitive for you to sit this shit out, bro.
1: (laughs) Yep, yep. And for the last segment of our Around the league well not around the league of as the NBA turns uh the other team that was supposed to face the Lakers in the finals was the Brooklyn Nets with the big three who are now the big two KD and KD and Hard are carrying the Kyrie Kyrie list Nets they just beat the Knicks No, not the Knicks. They just beat the 76ers uh, as KD just went off, had a triple-double. And James Harden is looking more and more like a point guard, a better point guard every time he plays. But they still didn't have Kyrie. Do you think that this is sustainable for them without Kyrie? Because Kyrie looked like he's dug in. He's he's not
2: going to change. Well, the issue is is you are putting the utmost pressure on Harden and KD. And they're kind of in the same situation as Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum, where we have to go out and win this game by ourselves. What I mean Mm -hmm. by this is Blake Griffin played 19 minutes. He had four points. Nicholas Claxton played 17 minutes. He had three points. Luckily enough, LaMarcus Aldridge showed up and gave you 23 points in 23 minutes. Uh, but outside of that, yeah, twenty three points and twenty three minutes. He, yeah, him and Patty Mills gave you eleven and thirty. Joe Harris Daddy gave you fourteen and pickup. five.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: But I'm gonna tell you, when you're playing against teams that are not in disarray like the Sixers, this shit ain't gonna cut it. I'm sorry, nope. not a chance. And look at what Katie's stat line is: twenty nine points, twelve assists, fifteen rebounds. Two blocks, three. You steps. got, like, you got to, <laughs> you got to do this every night, man. You don't.
1: And that was the thing about that was the thing about uh KD last year when because I think Harden was hurt when they played the yes. Bucks. You KD played team. out of played out of his mind the last three that whole series. He played out of his mind, and the last shot he had to get off, he was tired. He literally, I I've never seen somebody shoot the ball with perfect form who's made 15 shots in a row and then the last one just... It just died. Like, it looked ran like a gas. duck. He just ran out of gas. And you but, can't expect that, especially somebody with a coming off an Achilles tear well, to do well, that
2: every, every game. But also, look, Harden played 38 minutes. Kevin Durant played 37 minutes. That can't and happen. Then, yeah. And then everybody else is just basically mediocre. Well, if you play... And we're Hawks fans. We're not... We're going to be clear about that, and we're unapologetic about that. But once you look at it, Trey going to give you probably 20, 25 points a game. So, yeah, KD, you got 29. Trey going to have 25. Collin's going to give you another 17. Hunter probably going to give you another 17. Capella probably going to give you 15. Bogey probably going to give you another 14, 15. We ain't even talked about a bench yet.
1: Got in trouble. Cam going to give you 15
2: because he going to take 15 shots. (laughs) so the Sixers and the Nets I will say at full strength no Nets at full strength you are better than us Sixers until proven otherwise we you know how we feel about you so we support this foolishness and I, we hope it drags it out Kyrie, hey, fight the good fight all season. Don't let, <laughs> do not let a soul stop you from doing it. And you know what? They are trying to control your body. You control your body back by not getting that shot. You stay being at home.
1: A voice for the voiceless. Yes. Being a and, voice for the voiceless. And
2: we appreciate that. We appreciate that. And you don't stop your fight no matter what. No matter how bad the Kevin Durant and James Harden needs you so that they can be competitive. You don't let that deter you from what your passion is. And that's being a voice uh ben what Simmons, voice
1: have you heard him speak though when the last time you heard Kyrie voice
2: NMP <laughs> <Yeah>. my <laughs> problem <laughs> you <don't> understand that? <laughs> ain't my problem Ben Simmons Whoa. you're right you can't trust Doc he threw you under the bus he said he don't know if he can win with you maybe he can maybe he can't also you can't trust uh Joel and I know he called you a brother but the day before he called you that man um, and he said he ain't babysitting you. So yeah, you and those guys should fight. Nets, y'all fight it out. Hey, y'all fight for a few more months. That's all. Yep. That's all we ask you
0: for.
2: Well, that's the end of NBA uh, as the
1: NBA turns. So let's. <laughs> we got a couple more things we're gonna talk about quickly because this is a long.
0: Yeah, the
1: uh, point guys, man. Point, uh, point guards are flourishing in the NBA. We are in the time of point guards. We already talked about Kyrie. We debated Dane, Trey, all of that. But one of the original point guys, one of the monikers, the one, the person that gets the actual nickname is uh, Chris Paul. CP3. First person in NBA history to have 20,000 points and 10,000 assists. That is very impressive. Shout out. Salute to CP3. The only thing that's missing from his resume is a ring. Everything is missing,
2: and you know, we support all Chris Paul's around here. Um, me being Mostly. the original Chris Paul, I do he older take, than you. How are you the original? Because I <laughs> Reggie will ruin any damn joke, yeah, yeah, you're right. You talk trash oh. about Georgia earlier. okay, and hey, man, fuck them. Um, <laughs> yeah, so Chris Paul, congratulations on this achievement. Uh, also, let's go ahead and talk about, um I guess they could be named the ball gods maybe. Uh, you have LaMelo and Lonzo and somewhere LaVar. I just feel like LaVar Le- just dives in a pile of money every day with his big baller brand shoes on. Uh, he wakes up in the morning, I <clears throat> tells everybody he's never lost, and he was right about everything because he's right about everything. Lonzo went for 17, 10, and 10 last night with the Bulls. Triple double in his and, second game, and, and triple double. And yeah, and he bullied his former team. Uh, and also, Lamelo looks like Rick Berry 2.0. And this is exactly what LeVar said. He said that Lonzo is very good, and LaMelo is my best son.
1: Jello's the best. I'm shooter, out. Which, I'm out. Yeah, he's right.
2: When he's a man right. Is, hey, when you're right.
1: You're right. right. Hey man,
2: we, need, so. we need we need a, a a Levar Ball podcast, television show, um, mini series, biopic. I want all of it. We need more more Ball family content. And these guys are killers on the floor. And eventually, somebody's going to say, "Hey, we should probably send our kid to Levar and see if he can make my kid like he did his kids." When already
1: plays for the Hawks, Anjeko Kungu, so.
2: Salute.
1: Salute. So, uh, you know, and then finally, uh, finally get to talk about one of my favorite basketball players, uh, Ant-Man. Ant-Man over there in Minnesota. He was so hot playing against uh he was so hot that he told the other coach, the opposing team's coach, you need to call timeout.
2: <laughs> Did you see that? yes. And, and while we're here, before we get into Ant-Man, there's a Georgia basketball renaissance going on right now. Jalen Brown, let's not forget, Wheeler High School's own win. Mm-hmm. Crazy. What he, he go for 47 or 50-something in that first game. And you got, like, Georgia's, I, I know that we are notoriously known for putting out great football players, but the basketball players are doing the job and and unprecedented um, level um you also have sheree cooper you have isaac Okoro. there are edwards.
1: anthony edwards like it's that's what i was talking about anthony edwards yes. is the one number one pick i mean you're right it is a basketball renaissance and ant-man hit like three threes in a row he dunked on somebody and told the opposing coach you need to call timeout." i ain't never seen that before <laughs> he said i'm hot call timeout."
2: now you're forced you're kind of in a bad situation i don't want to call a timeout because he just told me to come call a timeout i probably do need to call a timeout so what do you do you do it and you look like an idiot or you don't do it and you look like an idiot either way that man's gonna make you look like an idiot and by my estimation uh d'angelo you better figure something out soon my friend
1: but well, D'Angelo has to have the ball in his hands too much. He he's a he's a pick and roll type person, and that's I don't know if that team is set up to be a pick and roll type team.
2: Do you trade D'Angelo Russell for Ben Simmons?
1: No. <laughs> Why not? Because D'Angelo Russell is a threat offensively.
2: Okay, so I'm saying if you're the Sixers, do you? Oh, if the Sixers. If I say, I'll give you D'Angelo Russell, do you say, I'll take Ben Simmons? No, no, no. I'll – let me clarify.
1: I see what you're saying. You're tongue-tied. If you're the Sixers, if you say, give me D'Angelo Russell, I'll give you Ben Simmons, do you do that? If you're the Sixers, yeah. I mean, that's shooting, and everybody – nobody else on the Sixers team needs the ball in their hand, except for maybe Embiid or at the post. And you can do that. You can play that two-man game. Yeah. It's a little different in Minnesota because you got all these other wings – that need the ball in their hands, especially Anthony Edwards. He has to have the ball in his hands because he's the most dynamic player on
2: your team by far. But do you, because me, I start thinking, all right, well, I'll have Carl Anthony Towns at the five. I'll probably have Ben at the four. I would probably go for a more defense centric point guard. And then Edwards, I'll get
1: the point guard from Sacramento. That's a rookie. I put him at the one. He don't need to score.
2: Oh, Davion Mitchell.
1: Yeah, from Baylor. I'll get him. And just play. All I need you to do is play defense. We got everything else and hit the open three. Yeah, everything and, else locked and
2: down. You would assume that he's a tradable asset, but no, probably not, because that guarantees you good point guard minutes right now for a long time. Yeah, you would have to give them something back in order to for me to give up 48 minutes of good point guard time.
1: Yeah, but I mean, it is what it is. Uh, I don't want to be at thirty-five minutes for this NBA segment, so um, we, we've been we talk about this, but it, it's been drama filled. I mean, yeah. it's not
2: like we've been talking about BS. So shout out to the NBA being back in a big way, and y'all are here for clearly all the the fuckery. And we <laughs> <are fun. laughs>
1: but uh, with that being said, man, we're gonna get into our last segment of the podcast of episode twenty-nine. We're going to talk about news around Major League Baseball.
2: Uh, So stay tuned. The only news that we care about is if the the Braves Braves. go into the World Series. But we're going to cover these cheating-ass asterisks because we have to make it quick.
1: And we're back, ladies and gentlemen, with our final segment of episode 29 of the Splashcast, our NBA, I mean, NBA, our Major League Baseball news around the league. There's not much news around the league because there's only four teams left. As of yesterday, October 22nd, 2021, there are three teams left. The Houston Asterisks uh, beat the Boston Red Sox uh, 4-2. Uh, They clinched their chance to go to the World Series again. I am happy for Dusty Baker. Uh, Anytime a black man does anything wonderful in a white-owned, dominated sport, it has to be recognized. So shout out to Dusty Baker. And I'm going to say something that most Braves fans don't really care to hear. It doesn't really affect them, but Altuve and Carrera, Carried that team the whole year, even though one of them was the cheater. And uh, they have the second-best infield in baseball. So, T's and P's to the Braves so that you guys can settle that who's the best infield thing on the field. Uh, it looks like the Asterisks are for real, man, and they're back in the World Series, probably to the chagrin of everybody else.
2: know yeah. Does it? No, 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 no. I want a clear landing so I can come right on in on this runway. Um, Number one, shout out to Dusty Baker, one of the greatest. Uh, Also, I want to give kudos specifically to Dusty Baker for being a black man sent into a tumultuous situation. Probably the worst situation you can be sent into and fixing it and getting these guys to the World Series. Now that we've gotten Dusty Baker from here to over here. Now you cheating, trash can, banging asterisks. You guys are... Banging
1: on a trash can.
2: Are trash?
1: Drumming on the street. Uh,
2: The more that I watch (laughs) you guys play, the more that I think that you are probably the dumbest team I've ever seen in my life. And the reason I say that is you are probably good enough to win a World Series without beating on trash cans, ruining people's careers, and just lacking every ounce of... Sports integrity ever. So congratulations on ruining your entire legacy by cheating when you didn't have to. You cheated on an open book test. Fantastic, you guys. Um, As far as being the second best infield in the MLB, we won't figure that out because our best player, Acuna, is injured. Uh, Without Acuna plays in the outfield, though. Correct. (laughs) I was in my heater. I was in my bag. Go
1: ahead, go ahead.
2: Yes. With that said, I wish you nothing but pain and strife. I do hope that the Atlanta Braves do win the National uh, League Championship so that I can actually go to a game. Uh, I'm going to tell you now, when I get to this World Series game, I am like Ben Simmons. I plan to get kicked out. Uh, (laughs) That is my entire intention. So when I get there, I'm probably going to find a small trash can that I can get from Walmart, and I'm going to carry it around with me. And when people ask, I'm going to beat on the trash can, just like the Astros do when they need to tell somebody what pitch is coming.
1: (laughs) And for those that don't know, uh, the Splashcast and all of its supporters, especially the dive team, have a history of letting the opponent know exactly how we feel when we go to Braves games. Uh, The Washington Expos actually complained to the two security saying that we were talking too much trash to them. Well, we got escorted away. Escorted away for telling the truth in an aggressive manner. That's all we were doing. We were telling the truth in an aggressive manner. And what we said was y'all bullpen is trash. Y'all don't lose the game. They said, no, don't talk to them. Escort them away. They bullpen came in and we won the game. So we tell the truth. We are the realest ever.
2: And, And let's be very clear. If and when the Braves win the World Series, this podcast, if you and I live in Houston and I love the city of Houston and I used to actually support the Astros. But let me tell you now, if you are anywhere adjacent, it's going to be bad and it's going to be awful.
1: Well, if the Braves win the World Series, we're definitely going to have our own Braves win the World Series episode that won't even make it into a, a numbered episode
2: no, that'll please.
1: just be yeah we ain't even go get there because we got t's and p's we play in exactly five i'm sorry three hours no five oh, hours no. eight o'clock
2: not watching the game eyes closed um let us know <laughs> we will be watching the hawks at five i am happy that my gators will not lose today because they are on a bye week I have zero faith that the Falcons will actually beat the Dolphins, even though they should crush the Dolphins. Yeah, everything I got, all the juju this weekend is...
1: To the Braves.
2: Hawks today and Braves today. Everybody else, next season.
1: Well, ladies and gentlemen, we come to the end of episode 29 of the Splashcast. We now have released episode uh 29 the atl edition on tuesday the splash cast 12 pack has come out on wednesday this is now released and is out today on thursday so if that being said man norwood if you don't have anything else man take us out
2: yes we are open to all feedback especially we are now uh, on video as you can see we're also looking at going live here pretty soon so you guys can see the behind the scenes you can see exactly how we tape the podcast and some of the jokes that don't make it into the actual videos so thank you mm-hmm. for the support we're also like i said before open to any type of feedback um yes correct of course and i'm gonna put out some more fire on wednesday for the splashcast 12 pack uh with that said wait a second before once again, Braves, man, we need this, and we ain't. La- I'm laughing, but this is a very nervous, uncomfortable laugh. Braves, come on, we <laughs> we have two opportunities to win one game, and if you've ever been a fan of any team that is an Atlanta team or an Atlanta adjacent team, you understand how stressful that can be because the ball is in our court. But that we we are going to. Project confidence. We're gonna get it done. The next podcast,
1: podcast, y'all,
2: hear from us. We will. It'll probably be a bonus pod, or it will be a bonus live where me and Reggie are belligerently drinking because we are thrilled that the Braves will be going to the World Series. It may Um,
1: happen later on today. Yes, prayerfully.
2: (laughs) With that said, um, Hawks, don't fall into that trap game. We need to beat the Cavs. Um, if you know me, I have a couple Cavs fans that are my close friends. I don't want to ruin my weekend. So Braves do not fall into the trap game. Blow the doors off of these guys because none of them wanted to bet me. Um, outside of that, number one, more black baseball. Number two, Braves handle your, your business. Number three, More cowboys and cowgirls. Number four, support your local HBCU. The one is right by your house. And then also support the one that you graduated from. If you didn't graduate from one or you don't have one, me and Reggie want you to send your dollars to the Hampton University, the greatest HBCU in all the land. Outside of that, you could have been anywhere else in the world. You came and kicked it with me and Reggie. We've moved around some things on on the show. We appreciate you guys working with us, supporting us, and these fire-ass t-shirts that we have on. And, of course, one last thing. Hang out. Hang out. We out of here, baby. Adios, mi amigos. Go Bravos. Go Hawks. Falcons don't embarrass us.
1: Peace. And keep watching
2: around news around the NBA. (laughs) Absolutely. That's going to get messy. Love y'all.
0: outside we don't set this party all right, West Side, West Side, we don't set this party all right, man, I promise, she's so self-conscious, she has no idea what she's doing in college, that major that she majored and don't make no money, but she won't drop out of parents. of separate school seems so secure. Sophomore, three years, ain't picked a career. She like, fuck it, I'll just stay down her and do it. Oh, yeah. Cause that's enough money to buy her a few pairs and new plans. Cause her baby daddy don't really care. She's so precious, with the peer pressure. Couldn't afford a car, so she made her daughter a lady. Yeah, and so long that it looked like weave, and she cut it all off, now she look like Eve. And she be dealing with some issues that you can't believe. Single black female, addicted to retail and. well. So self-conscious That's why you always see me with at least one of my watches Rollies and posses that drove me crazy I can't even pronounce nothing Pass that for safety Then I spent 400 bucks on this Just to be like, nigga, you ain't up on this And I can't even go to the grocery store Without someone that's clean And a shirt with a team We live in the American dream The people high up stuff got the lowest self-esteem The prettiest people do the ugliest thing Road to riches and diamond rings, yeah. shine because they hate us floss because they the greatest we trying to buy back our 40 acres and for that paper look how low we a scoop even if you in a band-